Hello, I'm here with Franklin Taggart. He is one of my favorite new marketing coaches and yeah. one of my favorite new friends that I've met this year. So welcome, Franklin. We are talking about podcasting today. Share your beautiful podcasting voice with the world. <laughs> well, okay, I will. I'll, I'll do what I can here. Um, I think the microphone sounds pretty good where it is right it now, does. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jess. The feelings are mutual. I am um, I'm delighted that I have met you in the last few months and really excited about uh, what's possible. Uh, I guess we have Fred Diamond and Kat Stanek to thank for that. Yeah, I think uh, we met in one of Kat's mixers and uh, the rest is history. Yep. Okay, so let's talk about podcasting yeah. and the possibility of podcasting for authors. I think not a lot of people are talking about podcasting. And yeah. there's a lot of opportunities. I think that there are. Um, it's interesting that when I when I bring up the subject of podcasting with authors that I work with, very often the the knee jerk reaction is, "Why would I want to do that?" Um, because it's like it feels very foreign to them, and it doesn't feel all that interesting. But I think that there are a number of creative ways that podcasting can be used by authors to really develop and create and connect with a community of readers. That, that could really serve their whole career, you know? And that's the way that I like to think about it. I like to think about it in the long-term visionary way of what's possible. And um, so that's what I'd really love to talk about today. Um, I, I, have, I have a question for you, Jess. It's like you work okay. with authors a lot. You, I mean, you have hundreds, if not thousands of authors that are, you know, connected to your community. Now, my my curiosity is, how many of them have podcasts? Not many. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Well, I think not many people have podcasts. There's something yeah. like 2.8 million podcasts or something. That's about compared right. to, yeah. And there's 300 million uh, blog, like blogs. Like there's a huge yeah. discrepancy in, in like how much we're on other social channels. So yeah. I think that's a part of it. And I think we also are very dogmatic. Like I thought that nine to fivers had their own belief systems that kept them in a box, but creative entrepreneurs, they come online, they learn, got to get on social media. You got to learn about keywords and hashtags and algorithms. And then you just cross your fingers and hope that if you ask for attention, that's enough. Where yeah. I think, podcasting. I really want authors to get on podcasts because you can have conversations. You can attract people who are engaged with you and listen to the end versus people who are swiping through yeah. hundreds of, and thousands of, of different things that they're barely registering. Now I have another question for you. And that is, can you, think of, this? <laughs> well, it's, you know, I'm a podcaster, so I'm going to yeah. kind of go both ways. Right. All right. The other question that I have for you is who are the people that you listen to as podcasters who are authors first? Mm. Is this a rhetorical question or me specifically? No, I want you to think about it and, and give me a serious answer. Yeah, I'd say I listen to podcasters who are podcasters first, or if they yeah. are authors, they're their nonfiction book is a, a low ticket item into higher ticket items versus like fiction authors who, yeah, I don't know. 
I don't follow any fiction authors. There are two people that I can tell you that I follow that I know that they consider themselves authors first. One is Malcolm Gladwell and one is Seth Godin. Oh, those are the only two. And I listen to probably, I think on my podcast register right now, I've got about a hundred different podcasts that I listen to. And of those hundred, two of them would identify themselves as authors above all else. Right. Interesting. And Seth Godin does just write so much, even though he, he does a bunch of things, but yeah. Well, he's, yeah, he's kind of a connoisseur, but when you ask him what he is, he's an author, right? Okay. And Malcolm Gladwell would say the same thing. It's like, yeah, he's a media maven at this point, but his, his first identity as as an author. One of the things that I think is really an interesting possibility right now, and maybe could be a probability is that I think that there are untapped opportunities for authors in podcasting that um, really all they require is a little bit of creativity. And that's where I come in. That's where, that's where I get excited. The thing that I want to look at is that I think that one of the problems that we have as creators of any kind, now I come from the musical world primarily, that's, that's been my longest term relationship is with music. In that world, the, the income necessity is I have to sell music to make money, or I have to sell lessons to make money, or I have to do this to make money. And the mindset is never about, I have to build a community to make money. It's, I never thought that way until I was well past my musical prime. (laughs) And I think that's one of the things that I'm gonna put out there first and foremost is, that I think one of the things that we've got to start doing as creators is to think about what is the larger mission that we serve and who's the community that it connects around that mission. Because it's not just about the creative work, it's about something bigger than that. And that's where we really, that's where we really connect. And it's like what you're finding with the collaborative community that you're putting together and self pub hub, the things that you are proposing there are all about serving something bigger than each individual member, right? And each each individual member can contribute to something much bigger than just themselves, but they all can benefit from it. And that's the way I think that we have to approach podcasting as well. It's like, instead of thinking of a podcast as a place to pitch your books, why don't you think about it as a podcast, as a place to build, nurture, and connect with a community of readers? Now, here's the other interesting proposition that you might like. I think that the real opportunity is for that to be a collaborative effort between authors who are trying to reach a similar reading audience. So instead of me as a single author being out there saying, I write historical fiction uh, that's World War II focused, I'm going to go out there and build an audience for my books. Well, how about if all of us who are historical fiction writers who specialize in that one area of history, what if we were to gather our resources, put it all together and have a podcast that we all participate in, we all contribute to, and we all benefit from? What do you think about that? That's awesome. That's exciting. Do you all hop in together? Do you split it? How does that work? Those are logistics that have to be worked out. Okay. And, but the thing that I think is important is that that's a possibility that I haven't seen tapped yet. 
right? Mm -hmm. Now I have seen I've had I've seen some small scale attempts at it in music. I've seen some small scale attempts at it in other forms of art, but I haven't seen it yet in the writing world and literature, right? So I think that that's where one of the biggest opportunities is. Let's what what if like four or five of me and my author friends that write that historical fiction about World War II, what if we all got together and pooled our resources together to create a, a podcast that was interesting to readers of World War II fiction? Okay, all of a sudden something has just happened where it's not about me anymore. It's about mm -hmm. serving that bigger vision of helping helping readers find experiences that they're going to enjoy and remember right yeah yeah so it takes that's the weight off of you to just create and create and now you can be like my books you read all three of my books but read my friends books they're just as great that's you're thinking in that direction now right so now all of a sudden the possibility i know one of the things that i've seen you write about is the power of combining audiences right mm -hmm. sharing is caring oh yeah and so what you're what you're creating with this kind of a podcast is an audience experience where all of our audiences can benefit and learn and grow and 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 have have the things that we want to have these these experiences of you know being in the story of world war ii or being in the story of you know romance or being in the story of whatever but it's an opportunity that I haven't seen anybody do yet. Franklin, what do you think of a quiz funnel where it's like, <laughs> which of these books, like list of historical fiction books is right for you. And then yeah. based on, you know, what age group and whether you want your main character to be female or male or whatever it is, you get pushed into different funnels of everyone on the podcast. That's not a bad idea. And then that's just it. It's like, who knows how how diverse this could become. It could yeah. be just one genre, one narrow genre, or it could be multiple facets of a similar genre. Like historical fiction is wide. Yeah. You know, every era going all the way back to prehistory is <laughs> yeah. covered in historical fiction. And even the future, you know, people are talking about the future as well. So it's like, you could have the whole whole chronological spectrum from, you know, before humans existed all the way until humans are, you know, uh, a thing of the past. Who knows? But the the potential that I, that I get excited about is to see that it's no longer the burden of one author to go out and build yet another audience for their um, for their book. I see you're back. I'm here. I was just worried. Can you hear the dinging? I can't. Okay, good. So yeah, <laughs> I didn't hear anything in my head. Good, good. It's just right. in my head. So what I was saying is that it's like the, the potential that I get excited about is that it's no longer all on the shoulders of one author saying, I've got to go out and find an audience for my podcast so that I can find an audience for my book. And then they have night sweats going, how do I find an audience for any of this? 
right? Yeah. Well, in this case, what's happening is you're bringing all of your audiences together and you're combining forces to create an experience that's bigger than just your book. Yeah. But your book you contributes to Absolutely. You could bring a, a Facebook group or a circle group, a Discord channel, whatever, into it as well. So you have your your combined tribe to talk to each other and engage and talk about every episode. And yeah, yeah, it sounds lovely. It sounds like the way we should be doing things instead of competing with each other, especially as authors, your readers need to read a lot. Like, you know, books only take you so far. In a good year, I'll probably read 25 books. That's a lot. And some and, people and read more. In a given year, I think the the most prolific author that I've ever met wrote three. So I'm my, my appetite for books is bigger than what one author can produce. Yeah. You know. And I'm curious, would you as an interview host, because I know you yeah. bring on your own guests, would you rather interview people who are your ideal readers and clients or interview people who serve your ideal readers and clients? That's a good question. In in my podcast, uh, my, my podcast is kind of a, a weird thing. My podcast is called Your Own Best Company, and it's targeted to people who love working alone. And the reason that I created this podcast is because I am that person. I love working alone, and I want to talk about that. Um, because one of the things that's happening is, and I get, I get solicitations almost every day from people saying that my specialty is helping solopreneurs build teams and do this. And I say, well, I, I work with people who don't want to have a team. I work with people who they may hire a VA to handle, you know, a Facebook campaign or something like that, but they don't want to manage people. They don't want to have, they don't want to have supervision as a part of their, you know, their menu of things to do. Yeah. I want people Sounds like me. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I want people, I want to reach people who want to spend their time primarily creatively in a place that, that they have the space and the time and the resources right at hand that they need to do the creative things that they want to do. Those are my people. Yeah. So what's really interesting is that the people that I bring onto the show, they have to have something to say to people who love working alone. Okay. And it can't so, be that you need a team. <laughs> yeah. So as long as the audience at large gets something from it, it doesn't matter if your guest on your podcast is your ideal client or if they just have a great story to share with your ideal client. I'm more interested in the great story than anything else. Yeah. yeah. I want things that people are going to remember and, and want to come back for, you know? Yeah. Now the other part of it is that I do, um, I do a mixed podcast. One show a week is a full interview, but six times a week I do what's called a virtual coffee break. And the virtual coffee break is just me talking about whatever is on my mind from the conversations that I've had that day or the activities that I've had that day, or this conversation very well could be fodder for a coffee break because I'll go on and I'll just say, oh, I just had this great conversation with Jess. In fact, I've mentioned you probably in at least three of my episodes in the last few months. Um, 
I just directly, had this conversation. Like my, my name or yeah, just your name. Like, your name is in oh, there. Cause and, and, I watched most of them. Yeah. It's a nice break in my day to watch the coffee break, Franklin's coffee break. So the thing that's really interesting is like this, this conversation that we're having right now could spur a coffee break topic. Yeah. But my coffee breaks are generally about 10 minutes long and they're usually me thinking out loud about something that uh, I've talked about that day or about a certain thing that keeps coming up or, you know, I'm, I'm all about quizzes this week because of the interact <laughs> quiz. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all, there with you. all right. Well, Franklin, please, please come back. Come oh, up for yeah. a, a pub night takeover so everyone can hear your voice and talk to you directly. And, and do you have any final words of wisdom before we head out? Here's the thing that I wanted to say to people who feel like that there's too big of a barrier to entry to, to become a podcaster. There are certain steps that you have to take. You do have to have some equipment. You do have to have a system for, for recording, producing, and delivering. And you do have to have an idea for a show that people are going to be interested in. Beyond that, there's really very little that you need. And the bar to entry has actually gotten a lot lower over the past few years than it's ever been before. So podcasting is an easy option um, for anyone who wants to get out there and talk about what they love. Thank you so much, Franklin. And if anyone's yeah. listening and wants to work with someone with integrity and a sultry voice, then schedule <laughs> a call with Franklin. Yeah. Just go to franklintiger.com and your scheduling link is there, right? I have a scheduling link, but uh, the one that I wanted to draw attention to is the one that you've got on the screen right now. Um, I offer a free microphone placement call. And this is just for people who are like us right now. Um, I, I run into people all the time who just spend a lot of money on a microphone. And when they plug it in, it doesn't sound good. So what I'm going to suggest is that we're going to find the best possible place for you to have your microphone so that your voice is going to sound the best that it can when you get online for your Zoom calls, your podcasts, your YouTube lives, your Facebook lives, whatever it is, we want your voice to sound its absolute best. That's a free call. Okay. And you know he knows what he's talking about because listen to his voice. <laughs> okay, I guess we need to talk about that too. All right, cool. thank you so much, Franklin. Yeah, thank you, okay. Jess.